from their studio in the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's the Boomer and the Babe Show with Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. Join Pete and Deborah and their guests as they give voice to 78 million baby boomers from coast to coast and border to border. Now here are the Boomer and the Babe, Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. And this is the Boomer and the Babe Show. It is 11 o'clock in Arizona, 10 o'clock on the West Coast, and I believe it's 1 o'clock on the East Coast. People are hopefully coming back from lunch or maybe still enjoying their lunch on a Friday afternoon. That's wonderful, and we hope you're having a good one, whatever it might be. Uh, we're broadcasting from our studios actually in Sun City, Arizona. Uh, we've been doing that for some time now. The only thing we haven't done is change our bumper music, so we're going to have to get that taken care of as well. And I am Pete Peters, uh, the babe. Deborah Brown is not going to be with me today. She's working on the other aspects of our business, which is primarily the, publish, primarily the publishing side of it. And so she's visiting with clients today and helping them with some of their uh, branding and their awareness campaigns and so on and so forth. So uh, unfortunately, she's not going to be with us. Uh, and we invite you, however, to go to boomerandthevape.com and visit and see everything that we're involved in, sign up for our email list, and you will get every four to six weeks in your inbox our Boomer Experience Speaks online magazine uh, with articles written by many of the people that are guests on our show. And uh Enough of that commercial, so we're going to move right on to our guests today. We have uh, a couple that's with uh, with me, or Tracy and Charlie Vega, uh, also known as the Sonny and Share of Self-Defense. They have a company that is uh, known as Simple Self-Defense for Women, and it's strategically uh, designed to be primarily, if not solely, for women, and we're going to get into a little bit of discussion about that because the term defense connotes stand there and fight, and that may not be the case with the way they teach it. So anyhow, Charlie and Tracy, welcome to the Boomer the Babe show. Hi, Pete. Thanks for having us. Thank well, you. Thank you, Pete. Nice to be here. Uh, we're certainly glad you're both with us. Uh, was I accurate in the way I kind of uh, announced that? That it's uh, although the defense is in the name, it's it's not a stand and uh, stand and fight type of arrangement. You are absolutely correct. It is a little bit unique in its concept because we are teaching women how to escape from an attacker, not how to fight an attacker. So although it's called defense for women, it really is more about just getting away and uh, learning how to protect yourself and. Nobody else is doing what we're doing, so we're having a lot of fun doing it, and women are really feeling empowered learning it. The uh, the fact that you're telling them and, and, and instructing them on how to get away, that obviously is a defense mechanism, is just to, to leave the scene, to, to defend yourself by not being there anymore and making yourself uh, uh, not a willing or, or unattractive uh, target, so to speak, uh, by leaving. Um, how do you go about with that kind of a uh, a process as far as do you have classes or do you have uh, uh do you have do you travel what what is the nature of how you have your business structured well let me let me answer you got a couple of questions there the first question is I, I'm, uh, I'm, I apologize for that. I'm I'm known to do that. I'm, I, I might throw five of them at one time, Charlie. <laughs> Got to be at your toes with me. I'm sorry about that. I'll take notes. So, for the first question though, is we we do teach uh, how to simply escape an attack versus fight, and the reason we do that is uh, nobody can teach you how to fight in an hour or two, but we can show you and show you show your kids how to get away. 
And our, our age group is from 9 to 91. So we're teaching a wide spectrum of women on how to do that. And, and, and really, unfortunately, the reason we, uh, it is, it, is, I don't know if you've seen the statistics out there, but women are are really the victim quite too too often. You know, one time is bad enough, but one out of three women will be attacked in their lifetime. One out of four are a victim of domestic violence. One out of six are a victim of completed or attempted rape. And we feel we have the power to do something about it. And what we do is we teach women, uh, to get to your other question, was how we do that is we teach women three moves on how to avoid an attack, and then we teach them three moves on how to escape an attack. So instead of teaching them 30 moves or 20 moves in a session and you don't remember any of them next week, we teach them the three that if someone should attack you, one of those three will get you out of the situation. And what you, the other question you asked, Pete, was, you know, where do, where do they learn this? We actually travel nationally, and we work with um, businesses and organizations, colleges, universities, and we go out to where women are so they're comfortable learning in their own environment. There's not a karate school and there's not follow-up classes. We actually go out to companies who want to either offer this to their employee as an added benefit or maybe a team-building event, um, keynote speaking, breakout sessions, spousal programs, that type of thing. So when you're, uh, when you're conducting these classes, I mean, typically how many women are in these classes? I mean, are, are there huge numbers sometimes, I would, I would guess, pretty good-sized numbers? Actually, we, we've had an overwhelming response. We're working with a police agency in, in uh, Florida right now, and we've had over 500 women respond to the classes that are being offered right now. But we break it down into manageable sessions. But the way we work it is that we whatever the, the client wants, basically, the, the, the best number uh, when you have full participation is between 50 and 75 people. But, of course, if it's a speaking engagement, then it could be two, three hundred people. So it really, it really doesn't matter. We work to tailor with the client. Well, how uh, how did you get started doing this? I mean, I, th- I think it's a great program, and I, I'm wondering how would you ever get started? Was this something that uh, you were affected by, Tracy, or and it prompted it, or was there some other uh, some other beginnings? Actually, I'll let Charlie tell you the story. He, uh, I'm, I'm very proud of what he's done, so I'll let you tell him how we got started. Well, basically, you know, uh, it really started a couple of years ago. You know, you watch TV, you read a newspaper, and it's usually bad news of something happening. And so many times and much too often I'd watch TV and see some of the things and how people are grabbed and how they're attacked. And I've been teaching martial arts for over 30 years to men, women, and children. And I would say to Tracy that, you know, I, I look at these things and I say there's some simple techniques that we could teach kids and women on how to get away, on how to really help improve their odds. And, and the funny part about it is she said, Charlie, you got to understand a couple of th- things about women if you're going to want to do this. She said, the first thing is they don't want to go to a smelly gym. They don't want to take their shoes off. They don't want to go to class after class. We're just way too busy. Just show them something how to get away. So we put together a, um, a program showing women how to get away, how to teach their kids how to get away. It became very popular, and then we did an instructional DVD. And then from instructional DVD, we ended up using uh, PBS Studios for a little bit on some of the scenes we had. They offered us a television show, and uh, we traveled nationally doing these workshops for uh, for companies, organizations, law enforcement, 
and like Tracy said, colleges and universities for the faculty and for the students. Uh, Charlie, as, as a martial arts instructor, um, I, I and, and not having ever been involved in martial arts, I've, I'll admit that right straight up. I don't know the first thing about it, other than uh, there's different forms: karate and kung fu and jujitsu and whatever else they sure. might be. And, right. uh, and I know that's about it. That's my extent of it. You know, I can speak Mex- I can speak Spanish too. Enchilada, por favor. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, that's the extent of my martial arts knowledge, but I am always amazed when a martial arts instructor has a small person, a person of small stature, be it a a child, a a woman, whatever, and this bruiser comes along and they start showing how this person can take that person down and injure them or whatever, or neutralize them, whatever the case might be. And I wonder to myself, in actual, actual practical application, how likely is that to happen? What are your thoughts? Well, first first off, no one can teach you how to do what you're talking about in a short period of time. Right. Uh, that takes years of a practice. So what I tell people in the workshops is if you want to learn to be a good fighter, come to class two or three times a week, and in about three years you'll probably be a pretty good fighter. But then again, if you've ever watched boxing, which most women don't, but they know what it is. You know that these men train for years and years, and they're the best of the best, and someone still always loses. So in a situation when your life is is potentially in danger, our recommendation is to escape. So that's what we do. This is not a session where you go one one class after the next. It's one session. We teach you these uh, techniques, and you're done. You remember those for the rest of your life. The only thing we ask is maybe a year or two later you might buy the DVD, uh, review the DVD, buy it now, and review the DVD to refresh your memory. But that's it. They're that simple but that effective. What uh, Would you mind telling us uh, what these techniques are? I mean, I, obviously I don't know that you can teach them over the, uh, over the radio. Uh, it's not a really good visual media, uh, but... Uh, what uh, what are basically the three the three types of techniques or moves? Well, actually, um, you can visualize a, a couple of the things that we talk about, which is preventative. And because we're teaching ages nine to ninety one, and actually a little bit younger in some cases, uh, uh, you know, like six, seven, eight, nine years old, what we teach one of the most common questions we're asked is, I mean, think about the holiday shopping season coming up. All these women are going to be out driving around. People who don't normally venture out are going to be heading out to the mall. So we always get the question, what do I do if somebody approaches me? What happens if somebody approaches me in a parking lot? So visually, you can imagine, as you do this when we're talking about it, we ask them to put their hand up. If somebody's approaching you and you feel uncomfortable and you feel like there's a situation that's going to happen, put your hand up and put it up at the person's eye level that's approaching you. And say what you want to say. We don't ever give anybody a script. But, you know, if you're feeling uncomfortable, you can say, excuse me, can I help you? What do you want? You know, stay back. I'm not comfortable. But you're putting it at their eye level. So the first thing that this does is, number one, it lets the person know that you are not an easy target. You're aware that they're, you're being approached. You're not comfortable being approached. And it also is a little bit more intimidating when you put your hand up at their eye level because now you're kind of breaking their line of vision. The other thing that it does is it allows other people in the area, even though they may not get involved, it's alerting them that there's a situation going on and somebody's not comfortable. And let's face it, if you saw somebody who looks like your grandmother's age or your, you know, your mother's age or whatever it happens to be, 
and you see them with their hand up, you're probably, I like to say people are nosy, but they, they, although they may not get involved, they'll probably pick up the phone and call it in and say, hey, listen, I don't know what's going on, but there's a woman in the parking lot, and she really looks uncomfortable. You might want to check it out. And, and the idea is you're putting your hands in front in a stop motion, which is a universal language. You don't even have to hear what that person is saying to that potential attacker. And as, as a viewer, you would see this universal language will stop, and that's where Tracy said you would call the police and say, hey, I don't feel this is, com- you know, there's something going on here. Get out here. Uh, the, I, I am I'm of the opinion, and please, by all means, you're the experts. Correct me if, I, if you think I'm wrong. Uh, I'm of the opinion that many of these people are uh, indeed cowards. The attackers are indeed cowards. Otherwise, why would they be picking on a woman if they weren't because they're an easy mark, in theory? Right. Uh, they, they can feel that they can overpower them, and so on and so forth. And I am also of the opinion that if they're going to be doing something like that, it may be the case that they're going to come up from behind somebody, and and do a snatch and grab on the purse or. Uh, Whatever they're going to do, grab them and throw them in the car. Whatever, whatever the case might be, they're going to try to use um, uh, the, the uh, a case of uh, uh, of surprise rather than maybe a, maybe a, a frontal approach. It, it, is how does that square with with uh, what is maybe the case that I'm off base on? No, no, you're not off base. But there are def- there are definitely different situations. Every everything is a little bit different. A lot of what's going on right now, um, where they're, you know, most of these attacks are random unless they're domestic violence. So in some cases, people are cowardly, but if they're, what they're doing is they're picking on a very gentle target in some areas where they might be walking up to an elderly woman and saying, you know, um, I need help, you know, you've you got a problem with your car, your tire's flat, you know, can you help me out? And in some cases, it's even a couple, you know, or maybe a young woman walking up to an older woman because they feel that, you know, you're not going to be as threatened. So there are cases when people are approaching you face-to-face. The the piece about the first that you mentioned, the first thing I'm going to say about that is to let the first go, especially during the holiday season. People are going to be cowardly. They are going to do a quick snatch and grab, and they probably will come up from behind. Don't fight the purse. Let the purse go. I'm actually getting ready to put out a blog uh, today, actually, on Black Friday uh, shopping tips, and that's one of the first things that I want to mention is do not try to fight for your purse. Let that go. Give it up. And as far as the other, absolutely. Everything that's in that is replaceable. And as my husband will tell you, uh, he loves this piece because if you pay for it with a credit card, the credit card company is going to give you the money back nine chances out of ten. And if not, you just go tap on your husband's shoulder again and say, honey, I need the credit card. That stuff got stolen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we also teach other, um, you know, in, we teach three preventative moves. And the first one we talked about was the hand. Um, and then we also teach three moves while they're in the workshop, what to do if somebody does grab you from behind, what happens if somebody does approach you. And, and those are, are a little more visual, but um, we, when we show them how this works, we bring some bad guys with us, and we show them in all different forms of applications. So it may not just be somebody approaching you from the front. It may not just be somebody approaching you from behind. These techniques work in all sorts of different fashions. Well, On the ground, sitting down, standing up. Uh-huh. Okay, very good. Uh, the, the one thing that I'm, uh, I, I, I'm attuned to and, and that is because Deborah has been involved with the prevention of 
uh, an awareness and prevention of domestic violence through some of the work that she's done. Uh, I've got a daughter, and I've got two granddaughters. Uh, domestic violence is uh, certainly discussed in in my circles because I'm surrounded by women and uh in a domestic violence situation uh you're in your own house and your perpetrator is probably in that house with you um uh, does that lend I would think it does it lends some some special concerns and considerations possibly Actually uh, actually the techniques apply whether the person is a stranger well, it's somebody that you know. Think about this a minute. 74% of the attacks that happen are by somebody that, that you know or an acquaintance, a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, you know, what you're talking about is a real situation, but the, the, when someone's going to attack you, they're going to attack you in the same way, try to choke you, try to punch you, they're going to try to grab you. It's still the same, whether it's in your home or whether it's in the street, and those same techniques would apply. The gotcha. difference, Pete, being that, it, and we've actually had somebody come back to us who was attacked in their own home by somebody they knew. It was not domestic violence. It was just a very unique situation. But what's going to happen is you're going to apply the same technique to, to get away from them, and unfortunately you're going to have to run out of your own home if that's the case. I mean, we've been out to speak to domestic violence shelters. We've been out to safe houses where, you know, women have been attacked by their husband. We had a woman whose husband was an Army Ranger, and he choked her. We had a a girl who was four months pregnant, her husband picked her up by the throat and threw her against the wall. And these women have participated in the program, and they've said, oh, my gosh, if I'd only known. You know, it, it's not, you know, domestic violence is a little more, I won't say unique, but it's a little bit different in, in how it's perpetrated, but the escape is still the same. Why is it that you do not use such things as kicking and punching and screaming and, and uh, that, that type of uh, retaliation? Because because as soon as you start to punch uh, and kick, you're fighting, and the better fighter is going to win, and and that's just the the odds. Now, as far as screaming, you know, if you're comfortable screaming, uh, nothing wrong, no no problem attracting attention, and that might scare the person away uh, in itself. But we teach uh, specific techniques, and we don't don't, um, encumber them, I guess, with so many things that people have to remember, because if we keep it simple, then they'll remember them for the rest of their life. And you have to imagine, think about, and really and truly, we had a 91-year-old woman on our television show. She's actually coming to one of our workshops uh, this week. She's 93 now. And just imagine a 93-year-old woman punching, you know, somebody who's 6'2 or 6'3 or trying to strike them. They can very easily defend that. So why have the victim be attacked even further when they can simply escape. Well, and, and what's okay. unique, I was just going to say, Pete, that this woman that Tracy's talking about was a guest on her show. Uh, we showed her the moves an hour before she went on stage, and she did all of them flawlessly. When we were on Lifetime Television, the host asked us, said, Charlie, do you want me to show you these techniques? I said, no, I want you to get out on, on with live so we can see the expression on your face. So the techniques work. It, it, it's amazing, <clears throat> excuse me, it's amazing to me that uh, uh, it's as, as simple as, as you're making it sound. Uh, and I'm, 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 maybe simple is not the right word, but you got simple in your title, so maybe it is simple. I don't know. 
It is uh, that simple. And actually, if if you if anybody looks at our website, we um we do anonymous surveys at the end, and we've had several people that have identified themselves not you know individually, but as a domestic violence victim or people who have been there. But if people look at the website and look at some of these comments, you would be amazed when people are talking about that they'll say things like, I am amazed, this this was completely entertaining, oh, my gosh, how simple is But the most common thing that we hear is, you know, I took self-defense in high school, I took self-defense in college, I took it 20 years ago, I can't believe how simple what you guys are teaching. And, and these are real-life, I'll, I'll say testimonials, people are just writing these comments in at the bottom for us because we want the feedback saying, what you guys are doing is just amazing because it really is that simple. They had no idea that you didn't have to kick and punch and scream and yell fire and all that stuff. And you can go on our website, and it will show one of the techniques on how to escape if someone tries to grab you or grab your child and how to get away, and that's the one that was on Lifetime Television. The website address, by the way, is simpleselfdefenseforwomen.com. Charlie, you said you've been in the the martial arts uh, area for, what, 30 years, I think you said? uh, at the. He doesn't like to admit that, but, yeah, it's about 30 Uh, years. Well... I'm not, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm not meaning to date you, but I've been playing golf. <laughs> I've been playing golf for 55. So <laughs> I can date myself right along with you, I'm sure. Uh, so and by the way, a golf club is a heck of a defense mechanism. Um but when you came out of that and started doing this uh, how long ago was it that you made it? Maybe you're still doing the other self-defense or the other uh, martial arts, I don't know. But, I mean, how long has it been that you started this? And is this something that you guys discovered yourselves, or is it something you found elsewhere? Actually, I have to brag about him for just a second. He is still very much involved in, in martial arts. He's actually a master instructor. And, and just this past weekend, we were out in Phoenix. Um, he received his fifth-degree black belt. Um, wow. So he is still very much involved. Um, but what we, we decided to do was the, you know, like he, he had mentioned earlier, that he wanted to do the program you know, because we have the, the ability to help people and we want to make a difference. So he still practices because that really is his true hobby and his passion. But what we're able to do to help people is is both of our passions. So that's why we kind of developed into that. But he's still, everything is still about, you know, how to practice and what more he can learn. How did you get the the moniker Sonny and Share of Self Defense? How did that come to pass? <laughs> well, actually, that's because what we do. One of the things that makes our workshops very popular is we kid around quite a bit, like the Sonny and Share. Uh, this is, you know, it's a two person, and I always just tell Tracy all the time, I'm just a little bit taller when we talk about that. But the the real thing is about that. If we make it fun and we make it entertaining and we give them effective techniques. Women love it, and they have a great time, and if they have a great time, they're going to remember it. And we want them to remember this for the rest of their life. And that's the whole, That's what makes the program popular, the effectiveness and making it fun and, and the kidding around and the jokes that we do. Well, that sounds like a, a pretty interesting way to, to approach it. I mean, everybody remembers the good humorous thing or the lighthearted moments that they've had, and and that certainly to attach it to something as serious as that was probably a, almost a stroke of genius to come up with that. Well, thank you. That's my idea. He, he it, when, <laughs> when we did the television show, um, you know, I kept putting humor into it, and he was like, you know, honey, this is serious. I said, 
I know it's serious, but take it from a woman. You know, this is the kind of stuff. And when we did the preview of the show to, with a, the group of people, to listen to the chuckle with a little bit of humor. So we started getting into it, and, and people who are a couple can appreciate the, the humor when we're out there. We laugh about the pinks and the purples and, you know, how we're starting to understand how women operate. So it does resonate with them, and that way – especially with younger people, they realize that they're they're learning something really serious, but they're not having a good time while they're learning it and they're, they're practicing and they're laughing. So it's a little more gentle to them than, you know, going in and seeing a movie that's, you know, people being beat up and people screaming and that type of thing. Oh, exactly. And it's, uh, otherwise, people could get absolutely turned off by the whole process uh, and maybe get the wrong message out of it by seeing the wrong images. Right. Well, and 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 again, take Tracy's example of of a 91 year old woman or a nine year old child trying to kick or punch. I'm six two, I'm uh, 200 pounds, and yeah, whether I know martial arts, or, and whether I know martial arts or not, you can still take a couple of punches or kicks from somebody like that and, and easily overpower them. So what we don't we don't advocate that. We advocate escaping. So you travel all over the country and you work with corporations and so on and so forth. I mean, if, if, do you also work with uh, women's organizations? Uh, I mean, one comes to mind. Absolutely. Uh, sure. So, I mean, our, our goal, Pete, really is to, to, to teach as many women as we can. We, we have one move in particular that we call it our pay-it-forward move. That's, that's the most common way someone has grabbed. And that's why when we're on a television show or we make a guest appearance or we teach the class, we, you know, that's the one we concentrate on because there are so many kids, especially recently, you know, you've seen the uh, Jessica uh, Ridgeway that was taken. Um, you know, you've got Jessica Lunsford. You've got all these kids that have been grabbed, and so many of them have been grabbed the same way. So our goal is to, to pay it forward. And, and the more women we can reach out to through organizations and, and through meetings and through large groups of women, the more powerful it is. So, so think about this a minute. If, you, if you're a corporation and you want to do something special for your employees, what's more important than the personal safety of them or even sometimes they let them invite their families? Or if you have clients that you want to do something different for, what's more important than their personal safety? You know, we, 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 do, we go to women's organizations. We go to colleges. I mean, law enforcement hires us to do it for the community. Uh, there's so many applications for this. Uh, and we do travel nationally, and and I will tell you, every one of our customers or clients will give us a recommendation. Now, are you? And I know I think you mentioned this before, but I want to I want it to be reiterated. If it's in, if I heard it right, you are, have strictly women in your classes. Is that correct? Yeah, and the reason we do that is because women are more comfortable learning with women, and the other situation is some women have been the victim of, a, of an attack or they've been the victim of domestic violence and they're not comfortable learning with men. But what we do ask is that especially, you know, parents or grandparents or, or aunts that have young boys at home that haven't reached physical maturity, what we're teaching is very important for them to know. We just, we don't have them to class, but we would never turn someone down coming to class. Let's just say they have their nine-year-old son and they can't come because they don't have a sitter. We'll absolutely bring him. You know, do we want a 40-year-old man standing in there? Not necessarily unless he's one of our bad guys. And then if you've got somebody older at home in your life, somebody a little more elderly that maybe just isn't as strong as they used to be, that's always with their wife, you know, 80 years old or something, if he wants to sit in and watch, that's okay. We don't mind doing that. But 
really women are more comfortable learning in their own environment where it's it's controlled and they just they learn better and they feel better. And that's what we advise our clients and and 99.9% of the time that's the way it's done. Well, I would I would imagine that if you have women there that are 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 seeking your expertise because they have had a bad experience. And maybe that bad experience was with uh, was with the, a domestic violence situation, that they would be much more willing to uh, open up and speak and be involved with other women rather than a man, for obvious Absolutely. reasons. Absolutely. And, and we, every one of our clients, will tell you that we stay afterwards, after we're done, as long as necessary, to talk with some of the people if someone wants an individual question that they didn't want to ask during the workshop, we will always stay and talk to people and make sure that when they leave that they feel empowered and they they, they uh, enjoyed the class. Uh, and so, therefore, there really are no, uh, based on what you said, no age restrictions whatsoever, correct? No, there really isn't. I mean, you know, we don't, if you've got somebody who's two or three years old, you know, you you want them again. You want the parent to be able to come, but you don't want there to be a distraction necessarily to the class, that type of thing. But you know, we always we welcome everybody, and then really, as far as women who are a little more mature, again, ninety is. You know, we'll have women call and say, "Gee, I'm seventy five, can I participate?" Absolutely, you're still you've still got plenty of time left. You know. Do you ever do anything with uh, uh, women that may have some sort of a, uh, a physical uh, a physical handicap? Uh, that makes them even more, possibly even more vulnerable than than average. Absolutely, absolutely. Actually, we had a lady. Uh, funny you should mention that. We were, worked with a police agency just the other day, and there was a woman there who had had. Um, not sure exactly what it was. She didn't identify it, but she was in a wheelchair, and she did have limited mobility. So the one particular move that I just mentioned before, that's our pay it forward move. We went back with the bad guy, and we said, you know, let's try this because you're sitting down. I want to make sure she can, you can do this. She said, well, I can't do that. I said, absolutely you can, and she did, and she got out because the moves are based on, again, about escaping. So if you have limited mobility, if you, you know, you're, you're with a walker, you're with crutches, you're with a wheelchair, you know, these are, we've had people there with all of those things, and they do participate. You know, sometimes people will call and say, gee, you know, I have to, I, I can't come to the class because I, I have this going on. It's like, but you can, and, and here's why, because it's not physical. I mean, it's not, you're not going to take off your shoes. You're not going to be on the ground. You're not going to get thrown around. That's what's making it unique because even myself who has limitations with my back due to a car accident, you know, when we're practicing this, it, it's a, it might be a little sore, but if it was a real-life situation and I have to apply it, then absolutely, I can do it, no problem. Do you suggest that people uh, incorporate uh, mace or pepper spray into their defense uh, defense arsenal? Uh, absolutely. We're a very big proponent of pepper spray. Uh, and let me clarify your question. There be the difference between mace and pepper spray. Uh, mace is an irritant, which means it will irritate your eyes and nose and will uh, you know your your nose will run a little bit? It'll get watery. Your eyes will get watery. Uh, pepper spray is an an irritant and an inflammatory, which means not only will you tear up, but you will also your eyes will swell, your nose will swell, your mouth will swell uh, almost immediately. Which means now that person is incapacitated for a few minutes, which gives you plenty of time to escape. You can shoot it from ten feet away. 
so we're a big proponent of it. It's legal in all 50 states. Uh, and you can buy it on our website, simpleselfdefenseforwomen.com. And, and MACE is not legal in all 50 states. Is that correct? You um, have to check on that. I, I, it's not as current a technology right now. So I mean, I know that sounds like a tech, that's not really a technology, but it's, it's not really something that's widely available. Um, I don't know the answer to that, but we can certainly find out for you. Well, yeah, I mean, MACE is older technology, and what we use is, is what's called OC17 uh, chemical component in the pepper spray, which is the most effective uh, pepper spray you can buy in all 50 states. Uh, I was I just happened to have, and the reason I uh have a limited knowledge at all about this is that I just happened to see on television that there was a uh, there was some sort of a training uh with regard to um oh I know what it was it was it was one of those one of those programs the those prison programs uh and they were showing how the guards were trained and they were using a pepper spray and these guards, actually, in their training, or these guards to be, had to take this pepper spray in the face as part of their yeah. training, so they could yeah. experience it. And it right. looked absolutely horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Actually, to pass most uh, law enforcement certifications uh, or in the training, um, you have to be sprayed with pepper spray for legal reasons, so the law enforcement officer knows the effects of pepper spray uh, so they have a better understanding of when to use that versus uh, lethal force. Uh, at least they don't make them get shot with uh, shot with real yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they understand understand the value of that as well. Right. Uh, now you've mentioned you've been on television a couple times. Uh, what was it, what was that experience like your your lifetime television experience? We we actually had a lot of fun doing that, and we had a lot of fun doing our show, and we've been on several other shows as well. And our goal is to to continue the TV shows because that's the most effective way to get our message out. We want to reach as many women as we can, and it's something that when you're on the show, especially if there's a live audience, you know that you can actually get the audience involved in, so they can participate and, and learn something amazing. But we can also reach millions of women, which really is what we want to do with it. So. We're very comfortable in front of the camera. We love being being out there helping women, and, and I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I, I think, you know, TV, uh, radio, newspapers, magazines, we've been on all of it, and we'll continue to do that to spread the word. Well, if you're, a, it, it's a natural then that you're Sonny and share of self-defense if you're on television. So, I mean, it, it, <laughs> that's right, yeah. It goes we just need to come up with a tune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go. we can't sing, but, you know, outside of that. Well, there's a question as to whether or not they could too. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, I understand that you have something called a security doorstop alarm. What is that, and how does it work? Okay, yeah, it's actually a great device. What it is is, uh, you, you know, most people have gone to some hotel, and you know if you go to a hotel that everybody has a key to your room, right? So. What this is, is security doorstop alarm is basically a doorstop that you put on the door, like you're going to sleep, you close the door, you put it in the, in, at the foot of the door, and if someone should open the door while you're sleeping, since it's a doorstop, it will stop the door from opening immediately. And the second thing it does is it sets off a very, very loud uh, alarm, which alerts you that someone's trying to come into your room. And we sell that $15 on our website. 
as well. So, and that's, but that's, that's, that's something that you use on an, on an interior door or an exterior door, or both? Well, you would use it on the interior side of the door. So when you close your, your let's say, your hotel room door, it's on the inside, and you put the right. door stop where it, the door should open. It, gets, it stops immediately and sets off the alarm. So it's a it's it's actually a, a travel device like a like what right. used to be a travel alarm clock or something like that that you would take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that, but it, it looks like a doorstop except it's got an alarm on it, and you you take it with you. It uses a nine volt battery and and it's very compact, so you, you like you know take it everywhere. But everybody's got a key to the hotel, so that's that's what what that helps with. And of course, it always doubles as a regular old doorstop if you're feeling like you want to use it that way. But obviously, it's uses for security. Well, you, I, I just dated myself by using the term travel alarm clock. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know when you see those anymore. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're not, if you don't have it uh, on your your smartphone or your your cell phone. <laughs> well, my smartphone's smarter than me, and I refuse to use a clock on it because it always wins, and I <laughs> I don't. So. I, I I know the feeling, believe me, I know the you, feeling. One of, one of the things I'd like to mention is if if anyone goes to our website, which is simpleselfdefensewomen.com, they could follow us on Twitter. They could follow us on Facebook. Uh, we blog for Lifetime Television. We blog for the Ricky Lake Show uh, and a couple of others. So we give these personal safety tips for free. You can sign up for our monthly newsletters. All of that's available on our website. Well, this uh, this sounds like a good time as any. Then uh, I think we probably covered about everything that that we had in mind. If uh, unless I missed something, I don't. I don't Actually, think we did. I, yes, I do ahead. want to mention something that we didn't talk about. Um, and one of the things that we've been talking about with, with kids, and I think this is really important, there's two topics. One of them, um, because somebody just emailed me something this morning, was uh, about kids and stranger danger. You know, uh-huh. and what we do, again, in, instead of making it scary for kids to be, um, think of everybody that's coming at them as a stranger, we've asked with people to uh, create a safe list. And a safe list is, is something short. It could, you know, 10 people or less. Because I was just looking at something where, where a, a person picked up the wrong child from school because a friend sent somebody to go pick up their child, and they right. picked up the wrong child with the same name. So what we ask is that families create a safe list so it's kind of fun, and they know that it's okay for Grandma to pick them up, and they know that it's okay for Auntie Amber to pick them up. But if somebody else comes, you don't go with that person. So I think safe lists for kids are extremely important, and I think parents need to discuss them. And, again, it's more fun to have a friendly list than it is to have a scary list. So let them help you create the safe list, and I think that's very important. And the other thing that we talk about for kids is to not put their names all over anything anymore. You know how you see when when we were little, you know, they wrote your name on your lunch bag, they put it on your backpack, they got it on the jewelry, you know, they got it on their shirt. And even now they've got those little stick figures on the cars with the pet names and all of that. What we're recommending to people is to to create an avatar or or a picture of either their you know their favorite pet or their favorite cartoon character and let the teacher know and let daycare know and the kids that interact with your kids all the time or the the people that interact with your kids all the time this is how we recognize you know Sydney this 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 signifies that this is for Sydney or this recognizes Joshua you know that this is his favorite pet that way people don't know their name and they don't they don't call them because parents. People who wear name badges and kids who have their names on things, if somebody calls their name, you turn around and you think you know that person, so you're more likely to engage in a conversation. Yeah, so for kids, if they have a backpack or anything they're carrying with them, don't put their name on it. Don't put their name on their shirts. 
Don't put your, don't give them jewelry that says Mary on it or whatever it is. You know, that just makes it an easy target for someone to say, hey, Mary, how are you? And then just strike up a conversation with a kid, which is, which is not right. Well, it's, it's something uh, that I'm somewhat um, uh, aware of, uh, increased awareness, let's put it this way, or more sensitive to is because I've got two beautiful granddaughters, one six and one three, and I can see right now how that is uh, very good information and very good tips for anybody that may have children or, in the case of the baby boomers, granddaughters or grandchildren or grandsons. And, you know, uh, even... even- even an adult, though, if you're an adult and you're a nurse, let's say, and you go to lunch and you have your name badge on, take yes. it off. Yes. Take it off. Yes. You know, because you forget it becomes part of you. Becomes part of you. you don't even think you have it on. Or if you have an ID badge, take it off. Put it in your purse. And, but don't, because someone could just come up to you and say the same thing. Hi, Amanda, how are you? And you're thinking you know them. Well, it, Why don't it, I remember them? That's very that's very true, Charlie. Because I know that I I've been to networking events and I have uh, I've had a, a badge that I wear from time to time. It's got it's got a uh, our logo on it. It's got my name and Deborah has one with her name, and we'll have it on. You know, rather than fill out that sticky thing that keeps falling off. You know, right. when, you, when you're registered, you've got your own thing, uh, and you're wearing it, and you wear it, you may, and you'll walk out of there without it, and all of a sudden we we'll say, Hey, Pete, how are you doing? And they go, How the hell did you know my name? And you're oh, looking at him so fast. I know. I have got to know who that is, right? Yeah. Where do I know? <laughs> yeah. Where do I know you from? And I say, Oh, here's my badge. I left my badge on. Right. Maybe I don't want uh, that guy to know who I am. <laughs> well, I think it. But you want you want someone approaching your wife that way either? I mean, it's yeah. Same, exactly the same principle. It's uh, mm-hmm. there, there are certain things that certain things that you have to be a little more uh, protective of, and, and and frankly, your name is one of them. Especially nowadays, I think it's very, very much uh, necessary that you, you're very careful with uh, who knows who you are. Yep. And and uh, how they and and how they know who you are. That's that's right. also also very important. So, uh, so what Pete, what I would recommend is people to go to our website for these free tips. They could follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Again, it's simpleselfdefensewomen.com. They could purchase our DVD of our TV show, which covers what we cover in the workshops. Uh, and it's only twenty dollars for the for the DVD. Uh, and again, if they have any questions, they can always email us or call us. But the the, the website has all that information for for people to follow us and get these uh, personal safety tips. Well, anything else? Uh, as I said uh, before, we got on. If we start when we start to wrap this up, we're going to give you your uh, time for your shameless self promotion. Is there anything else you want to want to add to that shameless self promotion? Let's put it that way. I would like to remind women that are going out, like I said, I am, I am going to be posting the um, the shopping blog here coming up, the uh, Black Friday shopping blog, just for women to be aware of their surroundings, make sure when they're going out, you know, that they're they're aware of where they're parking, that they're not carrying their entire life in their purse so they remember to let it go. And, and um, you know, we, we will have some safety tips for the holiday travel coming up too. So key, awareness is really key. And um, the, the one thing that I like to remind women is to always trust your instincts. And that's that's key because, you know, we've we've taught thousands of women, and so many times we get stories, and the women that have been a victim have come to us and said, "I should have known. I shouldn't have done this. I knew I shouldn't have done this." And you, the women have excellent intuition skills, and what I tell ladies is use them. If it doesn't feel right, it isn't. 
Well, and and it's always uh, it's always a shame when they say to you, "I should have known better." Yeah, uh, it is. It's, uh, so it's really a shame. That's why I like to remind everybody, all the women, you know, they've got great instincts, Pete. They need just to, just to use it and follow that. I taught uh, them that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, that sounds like something that you two need to discuss amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah, kind of the Sunny and Cher thing, don't you think? <laughs> there, there, you, there you go. Give us give us the website one more time, folks, before we say goodbye. Sure. It's simple self-defense. For women, so it's simple self defense for f o r women is plural dot com and anything that you have to offer, anything that they have to do with regard to getting in touch with you and so on and so forth, and all of your products are on that website absolutely absolutely well, I tell you what uh it's it's been a pleasure visiting with you today. I'm certainly glad you could uh, put this together uh Good luck to you in your future endeavors and uh, keeping all those ladies and children safe. I think it's a a worthwhile cause that you're that you've undertaken and uh much much good success to you i I hope you uh, continue for a long time. Well, thank you so much for having us thanks Pete. you have a great day thanks you do the same take care now bye bye uh, and uh, that has been Tracy and Charlie Vega, uh, self-defense experts, self-defense for women at simpleselfdefenseforwomen.com, simpleselfdefenseforwomen.com. And uh, anything you need to know, you can hear from them, and they'll be able to take care of you. If you have a group that, uh, a group of women that might be interested in having uh, some self-defense information about how to escape and not have to fight your uh, intruder, uh, which sounds like a much safer way of doing things to me, you might want to give them a call. Again, selfdefenseforwomen.com. With that, we're going to say goodbye. We hope you have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday with more programming, both on Arizona Boomer Radio uh, on Monday at 9 o'clock in Arizona and at 11 o'clock, another Boomer and the Babe show on Monday. So we hope you're back for that. Have a great weekend. Uh, stay safe. Get ready for Thanksgiving. Turkeys are coming. Take care. interesting conversation to the world. Be sure to follow us on Twitter where we tweet as Boomer and Babe and on Facebook as Pete Peters 47. As always, you can friend us on Blog Talk Radio or sign up for our newsletter at boomerandthebabe.com. Email us at host at boomerthebabe.com with any of your comments. Remember, at 50, you're just getting started. 